What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another special, because all 100 and how many ever episodes that we have a special episode of Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, long time no hear from. What's it been, Doc? Like two weeks? Uh, it's been like a week and a half. That feels like forever, man. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Because I'm like excited to do this show. So Armand here. Hit me up on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. ClockRadioSpeakers.com, powered by Tumblr. If you're on Tumblr, follow us there. Uh, official Twitter um, handle is at CRS Podcast, all one word. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ClockRadioSpeakers. Um, and we are every Sunday night, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m., ThePulse-Radio.com. We'll be playing random whatever, whatever, whatever. So, And, of course, my man is Doc, Doc is here. What's going on, Doc? Uh, it's hot out here, man. Connecticut oh. is like a sauna right now, um, but everything's good. Uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter at doc underscore beats s not a z. Um, I think you covered everything else. Make sure to, you know you follow Armand on Instagram. Follow him on Vine. Um, yo, yo, <laughs> yo, Vine is popping, yo. I'm telling you, Vine did not die. The the mass update they did the Vine with the um like now you can like retweet Vines and yeah they. They they do it all right, man. People like them see I like Vine video better than the 15 seconds on Instagram. My problem is it's like people feel like they gotta use all 15 seconds. So and then it doesn't loop, and yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, so Doc, we got some special guests, man. I was gonna say we could talk about Vine for 10 minutes, but I think I think the people wanna hear who we got on the show. Who do we got on the show this week, Armand? All right, so first and foremost, uh we've got uh Dre Murray on the show. Dre, what's going on, sir? Word, what up? What up? Glad to be uh, on the show, man. We got my man Cam Bino on the show. Cam, what up? Oh, Cam is on the show? That's dope. I didn't even know. Oh, yeah, that's me. What up, y'all? What's going on? <laughs> and uh, we got uh, Yavis Ellis, formerly known as Street Pastor. What's going on, homie? I'm good, man. What's going on with you? How you doing? Glad to be here. Good, good, good. So I think this is the first time we've almost had like a town hall-esque uh, episode, you know, went to try some different things. The, the commonality that all three of these brothers have is that they have all recently released projects within the last two weeks. Um, Dre, first, you know, talk about your project just real quick, what 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 it is and, and all that good stuff. Uh, Gold Rush, maybe one day. Uh, came out July 9th. Um, you know, has has picked up some steam here in the last week. I'm just really excited about it. Uh it's been a work in progress for a long time. So um yeah if you haven't if you haven't copped that, go and cop that on iTunes immediately. Go rush maybe one day. And then Cam, Cam, you just dropped your project. Y'all dropped on the same day. Y'all y'all uh fit in and Kanye'd it. <laughs> well yeah, independence is the name of the project. It dropped on the ninth as well. Um, it's doing pretty well. The response has been great. Um, definitely think that everybody in the world hasn't hasn't purchased it yet. So chances are you're listening to this. You might be one of those people who hasn't. So I would suggest you go do that. And I also suggest you cop Dre's joint because that joint is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's available on iTunes, Amazon, pretty much anywhere that you can get music digitally. You'd be able to find it. And uh, if your pockets is hurting a little bit right now, go to Spotify and check it out. You can definitely stream it there. And listen to that, and I'll let you talk talk about this other album that's uh that's coming up too. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna push it too hard because you ain't even announced it yet. 
Yeah, the uh, the project that just dropped a few days ago. Yav, tell them about uh, Favor Over Fury. Man, Favor Over Fury actually dropped uh, today, uh, at, well, at midnight. And uh, I, I, I tag it as my first actual studio album because I feel like it's the first time I actually sat down and kind of put together an, an album as opposed to like a mixtape or an EP. And um, so it's doing pretty good right now, man. I'm, I'm excited about it and uh, getting some good feedback. And it's, it's everywhere online, uh, iTunes, uh, Amazon. You can go to favoroverfury.com if you want to get a hard copy of it. Word. Armand, you forgot the, the most important thing that links all these MCs together, which is that they were obviously all on Kairos, which y'all need to go to. Come on, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shamelessplug.org. Right. <laughs> um, it's really interesting, actually. So uh, everybody, everybody, all three of you guys have um, have your artists available, have your um, artists available, have your albums available on iTunes. Um, is that now considered like a must first week? Like you just can't, as far as like, you know, even if you have it on your own site, obviously you probably, you prefer it when people buy it from there because you make more money. But I'm guessing at this point, iTunes, Amazon, even Spotify, like, is that all a requirement at this point? Um, well... Go ahead, yeah. I mean, I think it's just important to actually have it on there because you it allows you to reach more people. Um, yeah. Everybody's not big on going to your personal site and sharing their uh, credit card information or their personal information, but they trust in iTunes or a Spotify or something like that. So that's why I feel like it's important. I mean, beyond the fact that you could probably try to chart and kind of use that as leverage as well. Yeah, I just think that you gotta you gotta try to make it available wherever the people are and just the sheer amount of traffic that go to these sites. I mean, when people think of music, you know, that that's, that's one of the sites that people typically think about, you know what I mean? So I think it's definitely a, just a smart move just from a business aspect to make sure that your, your, your music is available there. And Dre's, I mean, Dre's signed to a label and the, you know, Cam and Yives are, are independent, but, um, so it's a little different, but, uh, I, that's that's good feedback to hear. You know, our, as Armand and I have talked about, I don't know, have we talked about it on the show at length? I think at some point we got to do a what went well and what we would have done differently about Kairos podcast. But um, yeah, the, the the response has been interesting. At that, for, you know, I'm sure Armand will talk about that at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the interesting thing about the three albums that drop is Dre. Your album is only on iTunes right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that, you know, we did that. When we live as kings as well. It's just I mean, for a month, the iTunes exclusive, um, you know, I can't really give the reasoning behind that because I'm not you know, I don't ultimately I don't make that decision. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the same thing we did with the, the last project. I mean, it 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 it, it helps um, because it draws everybody to one place. But then also you got. I didn't realize how many people, you know what I'm saying, how the, the, the Android joints and the Google Play and, you know, people that just buy buy the joint off of Amazon and whatnot. We got a lot of uh, a lot of people that were asking if it would be available on Amazon or Google Play or whatnot. So um, that may be something that changes up in the future. But, you know, mine is only available on iTunes right now and in the physicals online as well. So, yeah, I know for for me. Like, I prefer Amazon to iTunes and Google Plays because the MP3 is the DRM free, which means I can play them wherever I want. Where if you buy something off Google Play, you have to use the Google. But how iTunes is, if you download from iTunes, you kind of have to use iTunes. No, you don't actually. 
Oh well, la di da, Doc. Yeah, nah. <laughs> iTunes like it's it's a MP4 instead of MP3, but it's um it'll play anywhere. Like anything will play it. They got rid of. They used to have DRM. They got rid of that a while ago. But um. Oh, okay. Cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, I noticed so uh, I think everybody mentioned that in addition to selling digitally. What you're offering on your site is physical. Is that – I'm not asking people to give away numbers or anything like that, but is that still something that you're seeing a lot of your fans really wanting the physical? Yeah. Yeah, so, like a lot, of, a lot of people still just love to have that physical copy yep. in their hands. Like, you know, a lot of people could still collect music and stuff like that, and it's crazy. But like CDs are becoming, you know, collector's items, kind of like LPs, you know, and, and, and vinyl yeah. – were like one once upon a time so a lot of people like it like that a lot of people just you know they old school and they don't they don't like the they don't like ipods and stuff like that so yeah i, I think this it's important to have and then you also always got to have the physical copies for when you do shows and stuff like that because you know uh, trusting in somebody to go out and actually get it or even even the download cards i just ain't you know i like to have the physical copies so i think they move well as shows yeah that's definitely important especially when you don't have necessarily brick and mortar distribution as an independent artist, people still like to support and buy the actual hard copy to be able to put it into their car, ride with, yep. and even read the and even read the credits. Think about you know yep. growing up, you used to love read the credits inside yep. of a CD, so that's always important, man. Yeah, I'm looking at it toward. I mean, it's 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 also like a business card too, man. Like a a huge business card to where because I'm seeing a lot of people that are buying, they'll buy the digital, but then they'll also buy the physical just to have, yep. and um, you know they'll even you know, pat just buy the physical to pass it to somebody else or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is being used for different purposes than, you know, we used to only buy physical, but I think they're still, they're definitely still relevant and needed at this time. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure I'm you got, first, I mean, what? what no, go ahead. I was going to, I was going to say, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm on, you got something to say about that. No, I mean, personally, like, um, I bought all three. I haven't bought Dre's album physically yet, um, but I did buy We Live as Kings physical. I bought Favor of Fury Independence physicals. Like, I haven't even taken them out of the casing. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I have them all MP3'd out or whatever. Um, So the the best thing about it is, yeah, to have them on... on, um, two different ways. One, because I want to collect and have something physical because I'm old and I like opening the CD and actually smelling the CD (laughs) from the factory. I'm weird. Um, So, you know, I think that that's something that's just going, you know, never go away. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, cats start bringing back tapes and, you know, vinyl and, you know, like just different, you know, somebody, somebody press up an album on Laserdisc or something just to, just to have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, somebody's always going to want to hold and feel and touch something. There's nothing, you know, you can't touch MP3s. You can't make love to MP3s. You can touch <laughs> CDs, you know what I'm mean? saying? So, that's the thing I love about it. Oh, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Doc. Hey, I, I was talking lost, for a while. Okay, fine, fine, fine. You lost, fine, you lost fine. everybody right. with the making love. With the making love. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost us all. Come on, man. Wow. 
Anyway, you ain't got the speaker system with a little aux, like the little aux in plug, you know? I mean, yeah, I got all, I got all, right, all of right. that. I got all of that. I'm you just want, saying, like, you trying yeah. to be like the dream, tw- Kelly's twelve play. You want that CD to skip, right? That's yeah. Check for scratches, like yeah. I want to. <laughs> I want the copy of CD. It's like it's like dating a chick online. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to actually meet the person. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Where are you going with this? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> you going from making love to dates? What, what's really happening? You know, angling. You know, the album might sound... It's funny because Cairo sounded better when I got the CDs. So when I had the MP3s and Doc and I were like doing mixes the whole time, it was like, all right, cool. But then when I actually got the CD, it was totally different. To me, it's kind of like the, 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 the comparison of like when you, you know... See a chick's picture on the internet. She angles. She got <laughs> angles and stuff. You know what I'm saying? She looked right. But she yeah, she got the right filters and all that. You see in person, she like three foot tall. She got cankles. She, you know what I'm saying? She a little. Oh, man. Friend, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the same. I'd, I'd first like to apologize to every female still listening. And then secondly, I'd like to direct y'all to. <laughs> um, Hit me up. I don't care. Man. Yo, I didn't got hit before, yo. So I could talk, I guess, from experience. Anyway, anyway, let's switch gears and let's actually talk about the, 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 the concepts and the certain things behind the project. The one thing, the commonality between the three projects is that they're both very challenging. I think one thing, and not just Christian hip hop, but I think in music period and in hip hop period, we are coming to a point where music is really beginning to challenge the listener. Um, and all three of y'all have really distinct, um, overall, yes, the messages of all three of your albums. And I, I'll give you all a chance to talk about the, the overall theme, but more specifically, you know, Cam on your album, you have a song, uh, cheers, which talks about, you know, celebrating your wife in the context, sex in the, in its proper context of marriage. Dre, you, you have records talking about, you know, isolation and, 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 and really nobody really talking about the flip side because you can really nobody really talking about the flip side of walking with God um, on their own. And then in, in addition to that, kind of having dreams and we talk about dreams and God blessing your dreams. What, but what if your dreams aren't in line with God? What if your dreams are actually idolatry? And Yav, you have a record, Butterflies, which talks about. Abortion. One, I've never heard a song speak on abortion. Two, I've never heard abortion talked about from the perspective of the actual aborted child. So, you know, jump in or whatever, but like just how, what made y'all actually come up with some sort of concepts? What inspired y'all to actually just instead of doing the normal 808 little little B cook dance music, which is cool. (laughs) But like actually challenging and engaging the listener on realistic issues. Yeah, who wants to who wants to jump in on that? Uh, I guess I'll go ahead. Go ahead, Dre. Okay, I was I was gonna say for me, I mean, it was very tempting to make the eight hundred eight driven, you know, cookie cutter type music. It was it was very tempting to do that once you have success with a with a project, uh, you know, like We Live as Kings. But for me, it was all about just staying true to to who I've always been. Like with We Live as Kings, for those that aren't familiar, it was it was 
you know, very different project from my my solo project and the content. So for a lot of people that were introduced to me on that project, I was really afraid at first of how they would take something as heavy as what I wanted to do. But it just came down to me being ultimately who I am. And, and I'm a storyteller and I just, and you know, I use stories and things that have happened in my life and things that I've seen and it affected me and try to communicate them in a way that's relatable to, you know, the everyday common man, you know, they don't have to be in church to relate, but then also having, um, you know, a, a, a message behind it, but it, it's something that's just, I, I want to blow them away when they see the message, you know what I'm saying? Like the Pharaoh video, um, a lot of, a lot of dudes that I've talked to didn't even know that it was a Christian, you know, it was, I was a Christian artist, people that didn't know me, but then they see the end and it's obvious that something's different here. So, um, that's what I want to do. Like you're saying challenge. And I just want to challenge not only, you know, non-believers, but believers as well with with the content and just stick to who I was because it's just easier that way for me and I have I have a whole lot more fun when creating something like that so um that's why I went the way I went man it's just it's just easier for me to be myself than to try to you know jump back in the box and be somebody I'm not yeah I I, I second that like I, when I was making the music, I, I didn't set out to make something that was different. I didn't set out to make anything that was uh, controversial, um, contrary to, you know, what some may think. Um, and I'm going to ask you about that. Yeah, that's that's perfectly OK, uh, just because of you. <laughs> um, but no, like, like I, I just set out to make real music. You know what I mean? And I think I think real music covers a, a, a broad spectrum of topics. Um, and a lot of times what we've seen from a lot of Christian artists who rap um, is like the same three concepts told over and over and over again. And there's so there's only so many ways that you can say the same thing before it starts sounding redundant and it gets a little boring. And, you know, whether it's a Christian or a non-Christian, um, I just I think that, you know, kind of people get tired of even the Bible is full of so many different stories uh, and so many different topics. And a lot of that stuff doesn't get touched because of whatever reason, like I haven't even really I don't even know why. But like people tend to stick to what well, I, I have my own opinion, I guess. I think people tend to stick to what they've heard somebody else do already and what they've seen um, be, become popular or become yep. acceptable. Uh, and what is what is going to help them to sell records and, you know, gain them some kind of a platform. Me, I don't care about none of that. Like, I want to make good music and I want to make music that not only Christians can can uh, listen to, but something that's going to challenge those Christians to look at some things like, you know, you, you mentioned the song Cheers. Like, why is it that we can't talk about why isn't that we can't talk about sex as a married man? Like, we're the people who are supposed to be shouting from the rooftops. We're doing it. We're doing it a lot. And we're having fun doing it because that's when God intended it to be done. You know what I'm saying? Like they expect, they expect the world. Look, they expect the world to talk about this kind of stuff. Like you turn on the radio, you expect to hear about sex with a lot of different people, uh, with people of the same gender. You expect to hear that kind of stuff. And it's wrong. But like as soon as a Christian says something about, you know, in the, doing something in the context of marriage with his wife, it's like, why did that just happen? Even though there's a whole book in the Bible that kind of t- talks about the same thing. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make, I, you know, I, I made music that was real, um, you know, and and then 
I wanted to also show the people in the world, like, you know, we're, we're real human beings. Um, and some of this stuff that y'all are going through, we go through too. We just kind of view things through different lenses. And so to, you know, kind of give them, um, a a peek into how we see things, how we deal with things and how we're able to cope with things. Um, you know, having Christ on our side versus when we used to try to do it in our own power. So it wasn't really about, you know, trying to make anything different for me. It was just about making the music that is just on the inside of me and just, and just being real. That's that's just kind of who I am. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in the same vein as, uh, Dre and Cam. I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, art imitates life. And I know for me personally, I've always been a very transparent artist, just kind of saying what I felt and uh, trying not to just, you know, fall into the status quo, especially me working in radio um, and, and learning how the industry kind of tries to create a cookie cutter type of artist. Um, and, and now you even see it in on the Christian rap side as well. Everybody tries to sound like everybody else. And then when you sound different, um, they either hate you for it or they embrace it. So it's like a fine line. So for me personally, um, I wanted to make music that I could, you know, be happy about and that I, that I wouldn't mind listening to myself and saying, you know what, like, that's honestly you. You didn't try to create something that that wasn't you. So um, I know when I created Butterflies, that was a very touchy subject because abortion is always a touchy subject when you're talking about pro-life or pro-choice and that kind of thing. And um, it's crazy because I, I wrote that song like years ago and I let, I let my father hear it. And uh, he was always telling me, like, man, if you if you do that song you know it could be some some backlash some implications from that and then um and, and even talking to my mother um i had discovered that be, before me she had had an abortion before me and so this is before i even knew that you know, i had already wrote the song and so um I, I definitely believe it was something that god had planted inside my heart and it's crazy because in performing the song um before the album came out just kind of testing to see how it goes um a young lady came to me after i performed the song at a church service and she handed me a note and what that note said was that um I was headed to get an abortion this week mm-hmm. but for me hearing that song I'm keeping my child and I'm gonna name yeah. that child after you because you were the voice that kept that child alive wow. and so from from that right there like I still got that note like to this day I have that note and from me doing that song I was like you know what it's confirmed that song has to be on the album and yeah. so um for me favor with fury was more so just me realizing that this this is me. This is authentically who Yavis is, no matter what people think. So that that's my spill on it. Speaking of authenticity, Cambino. Yeah. You, sir, <laughs> have um you chose to use the N-word on some of the songs on your album. Yeah, for um, those who don't know, the N-word is nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I uh, I was unaware. <laughs> yeah, specifically you. Specifically you, Dot. Yeah, uh, yeah. By the, I'm by far the whitest person on the Skype conversation, so I appreciate well, well, that. I'm a now ball. you know. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to put the explicit tag on this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you know, like I saw, I saw with you. You know, first off, on the album, on the album cover, there's like a little you know, parental mature advisory sticker on there. And then in addition to that, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong on iTunes, you listed it's two songs on album, right? Um, I think it, it might be for more. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like half an album. For real, for real. Like I it, it, it was, it came out, G. Um, it came out when it, when it needed to come out. And um, so it, I think it might've been a few on there that were listed as explicit, like, 
I looked as I was about to post the album, I looked and said, all right, so what do they consider explicit? And, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, it's I was just it was it was less even about what people considered explicit, but more so just to make like fans aware, like, all right, you may want to listen to this song before you buy it and, and play it for your five year old. Um, sure. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of Christian rap, you know, is is, you know, all the way, you know, some people do it. And, and you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff that, you know, the kids can jump around to and get excited for Jesus, too. And that's great. Um, this album isn't really that. So I just wanted to be responsible. You know what I'm saying? Like I have I'm, I'm a father. You know what I mean? I got a four year old little boy and my wife, you know, sometimes she makes me turn off thizzle. When I'm, you know, when I'm in the car with him because she doesn't want to hear him talking about or have him repeating some of those things. Content is good. And for for somebody who's more mature, they can understand it. They can put it in, in its proper context. But, you know, when you're dealing with a kid, you know, they might not they may not understand it. And they're just going around saying it. And then, you know, you got people looking at me crazy because I didn't warn them. So I was just trying to, you know, do the right thing and say, all right, listen, you know, this may this is a little different from reach. Um, independence is called independence for a reason because uh, I'm free. Um, and I, I, I put it where I felt that it needed to go and it's there. So, you know, listen at your own risk. You know, I had people come at my neck for the decision, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. We've already been down the, the, uh, the nigger road and, you know, we've had those <laughs> discussions, you know what I'm saying? And I, I've already explained, you know, my stance on the word and, and my stance hasn't changed. I'm not, I'm not convicted by it. Um, I don't feel that there's anything wrong with it. I use it in my everyday speech. And I decided to put it on the album, so it's there. Period. Now, now was my next question. Like, you know, why'd you do it? Why, Cam? <laughs> because this is this is me. Like, independence is probably the freest. It is not probably. It's the freest that I've been from the, some of the topics that I discuss to some of the quote unquote explicit language <laughs> that I've used. Um, this is, this is just who I am. Like, this is, this is me at, at my freest moment. Like before, before I even made this album, I was off the grid. Like I, I spent time in God's face. Like I've never spent time in his face before in my life. And he cleaned a lot of stuff out of me. Um, a lot of, um, things that had been implanted to me over the years, a lot of opinions that had been, you know, kind of, uh, had somehow made themselves into truth uh, over the over the, the the course of time. He he dissected a lot of things, and in the time I spent with him, I got free. You know, what I mean, the word says that he who the sun sets free is free indeed, and I got set free by the sun, like himself. You know, being in his face, and so you know, there's a lot of things that that began to 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 come to light for me, and like this was one of them. Like I, I decided that there was no more there was no more censoring stuff that I didn't feel needed to be censored. Um, just because of a few people who maybe, you know, have a problem with it. And, you know, you have a problem with it for your own reasons. That's fine. Uh, but, you know, to call it sin is a totally different thing. So I just went ahead and did, you know, what I felt that I have the liberty to do. Um, and I felt that, you know, these messages got across the way that I wanted, to, I wanted them to come across and the way that they needed to come across um, because of the language that I used and the way that I used it. So I don't regret it, not one bit. Um, you know, for those of you who are concerned with me, you know, just just pray for me. You know, what I mean, I can guarantee you, though, me and God is good. Like, you know, we're we're on good terms, great terms. And I've had a lot of testimonies, you know, uh, even about the songs where I said nigga and, and people love it and it's helping them. Um, and they recite it and, and, you know, it's it's good for them. So 
<clears throat> you know, I, I, I appreciate your concern. Uh, really, you don't have to be concerned. Uh, but if you are concerned, like I said, please feel free to continue to pray for me. Um, please do not feel free to try to come at me sideways uh, because at the end of the day, you know, I love you, but I don't care. Um, and I'm free enough to say that and I'm free enough to say what I said. And I mean, like every word of it. So, you know, keep the keep the other stuff in your back pocket. But, you know, um, I love y'all and I hope y'all still listen. And if you're not, then, you know, I appreciate the times that you did listen and somebody else will. So God bless. <laughs> PSA from Cam. Right. <laughs> so as as somebody who is I always refer to myself as an outsider when it comes to Christian hip hop because I'll be the first to admit I don't I don't listen to it all the time. So I my question for um I I'm sure I can get Armand's opinion whenever. So I guess my question for Dre and Yabs would be what what Cam's talking about is that just it do you think that this will be sort of one-off things that certain artists choose to do, or do you think this is just sort of the ev- part of the evolution of? See, to me, like Christian hip hop is slowly becoming hip hop about a Christian worldview, as opposed to a term "quote unquote" Christian hip hop. And I'm wondering if how you guys see what Cam's talking about. Is it just a you know a one-off? Is it maybe part of a larger shift in how how the music's going? No, I see it as. Um... I see it as as people finally stepping up and being who they are off of the mic in our in our genre more and more. Like this is the like uh, Cam was saying, you know, Independence being the freest he's ever been. Like this has been the been the freest that I've ever been. Uh, I like dabbled in it with you know previous projects, but this has like been the most confident that I've been in saying anything. You know what I'm saying? And and knowing that if I do get flack for it, that I've already, like, with y'all, his parents about, a, you know, a particular song. But like, knowing that I've talked to the right people, I have the right people around me to know that what I'm doing, I have confidence in. I know that this is what God wants me to do. So I feel like it's, I feel like it's coming to people being more more confident in our genre and who they really are instead of having to, to pretend and, you know, put on this facade, like we're super Christian or making certain songs because we're afraid of what somebody's opinion is going to be on a blog or on a forum or whatever. It's just, you know, because, you know, in, in the mainstream world, you know, some of them do so, uh, they're fake, but they, they take it to, they push it to the max. You know what I'm saying? Like the dudes that are real, I mean, they're talking about, what's really going on in, in their lives. But a lot of times, you know, we as Christians are supposed to be what's, you know, supposed to have truth and, and be about what's really real, but we're the ones that are hiding, you know what I mean? Because we're worried about somebody's opinion. Those dudes, they're not worried about nobody's opinion. So it's like, you know, why, why should we, I know that there's, there's definitely barriers. And like I said, as long as you have the right people around you and, and, you know, you're not crossing the lines that, or in in your heart, the lines you know you're not supposed to cross. I think that that you're fine. So I just think it's people are really called to be. And at the end of the day, I think that's going to change a lot more lives than than would have been changed. You know what I'm saying? Because they see real people, and I think that real recognize real. You know what I'm saying? Christians and and non-believers respect that. So yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely dope. I mean, I I know I, I kind of share the same sentiment as a uh, as Dre and Cam. Especially when it comes to the confidence issue, I, I think with us in general, as as the artists on this phone line, 
we've all had a time to grow. We've all have, have a catalog of music. We put in a lot of work in terms of this particular genre. And at the end of the day, um, you, you kind of got to build to this point. I mean, I know personally from just knowing Cam, Cam has always wanted to say nigga on tracks from forever. <laughs> but <laughs> like, like, like I, I just know he always has, just working with him hands on. But there was a certain time where he may not have been able to step out and do that just yet because of where he may, may have been as an artist in terms of this genre. And so I feel like a lot of times um, listeners of our music, they, they try to pinpoint one thing and use that to pretty much judge your whole catalog of music. Yeah. But I feel like you can't disregard you know, Cam's fruit from what he's done from years ago. Or you can't disregard Dre Murray's fruit from what he's done from, from years ago off of, off of one song or a couple of songs inside of a catalog. And I think, um, you know, one thing, uh, the, the blog sites, man, like it's good and it's bad at the same time because they're giving anybody a voice. Yeah. I mean, I look at these blog sites and people commenting on Dre's music or commenting on Cam's music or my music. And I think to myself, like, man, what really qualifies these people to say this album sucks or this, this is a forgettable album or something like that? I'm like, man, what qualifies you to even, you know, speak on that subject? So I think a lot of times people are just quick to to speak without thinking about what they're saying, without doing research on what they're saying. And I think it boils down to a confidence in growing as an artist before you can step out and say and do certain things and, and feel confident about it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more disrespectful than you spending six months, a year <laughs> on an album, and then your album comes out on a Tuesday and Tuesday night there's a review and like everybody has their concrete opinion on it. Like, yo, right. you're not going to get everything from my project in six hours. Right. Like it's just not right. going to happen from, from two skims and two listens. Like it's, it's not going to yeah. People just want to like, you know, people just want to have the voice just to say, Hey, look, I, I have an opinion. I have the opinion first. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they make your project about them and that's not really fair to the artists and it's not really fair to, Actually, themselves, because they're really discredit, discrediting themselves more than they think. Well, let me play devil's advocate here. So, Armand, you and I, I'm going to call us out. We do this all the time. We do. And, I, and, and I, lately, I haven't been feeling it as much as, as much before. Because, for example, I use Magna Carta. The way that I felt about the album we did the episode is totally different now. That's all I've been listening to. I'm, when, really, so, I'm really sorry for you. But, I mean, um, <laughs> I, um well, what about this? So we know that there's more music available now than ever before. So why is it unfair for a fan to expect like, all right, maybe they haven't made up their final mind, but is it really unfair for them to expect when they can go on Spotify and click to the next track that they at least feel some connection the first time through? Like th- this isn't homework, right? I mean, fans, is, is it too much to, for, for a fan to expect that they feel some sort of connection immediately? Where is that? I mean, where is that question coming from? Like in, in regards to what we just talked about? Yeah, I mean, our, our mom was sort of saying, you know, if you put it and believe me, I understand because we spent how long in Kairos? Like you put in all this. If you're on the artist side, you put in all this work and people are, you know, within hours have their opinion on blog posts or forums or tweeting at you, whatever. And they and and, and Armand, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Armand, made the point that, you know, that's not really fair, both to the artist and the listener. And I'm just playing devil's advocate. And I'm sort of wondering, well. Oh. What I mean, how much? I mean, what options? What options do they have? Nah, I think I I don't care about that. Like I think that what what we're saying, or at least I am, is that okay. I'll, I'll use it for example. 
I dropped a video like on the same day I dropped the album and not from an artistic perspective, but, uh, you know, you know, you said you're not familiar with Christian hip hop. Like this is just something that just happens in Christian hip hop. So it's like, dude asked me because of some of the visuals in the video, if I had showed the video to my pastor and what he thought about it. Like, right. so that has nothing to do with the art of the, you know what I'm saying? Like Nothing to do with it. <laughs> you're not my pastor. Like, you don't, what, what, how do you have the right to say anything like that via social media or what, or what have you, even in my face? Like, I don't know you. Like, what, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if he, if he would have said, dog, that song was garbage or, you know, I didn't like, I didn't like the hook on it or whatever. Like, that's cool. That's your opinion. Like, I don't care. You can say that 10 minutes after the joint drop, but mm -hmm. when you start trying to inspect somebody's life based on their art, um, cause there's so much that goes into it, so much behind it, so much explanation that you just can't take from it on the first look. You, I mean, you didn't let anybody explain what it's about or anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's what that's what I'm talking about individually. Like I mean, they can they can come at me on the my bars a week on this or whatever, but I don't I don't really care about that. It's just inspecting someone's life when you don't yeah. know the purpose behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the attacks the attacks on 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 your character. Mm. Yeah, like, you, like, yeah. Let's you, talk about have, that. Just go in, go in, son. Like, oh. listen. You you have <laughs> yeah you already talked about sex earlier, <laughs> but like you have no idea like who I am off of the mic. You have no idea like the kind of impact that I that I have off of the mic. You have no idea. You, you, all you know about me is my music, mm -hmm. and so to judge me off of my art form is ridiculous. Yeah, like it's 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 just it's just stupid. That's just like saying. You know, I don't know because because Jordan was a great basketball player, then he was automatically a great husband. Like, how do you say that? You know what I mean? Like, right. those, the, the, his profession and what he does and who he is outside of what he does are two different things. So, like the attacks on my like I, I'm I, I'm with Dre 100. percent You cannot like my music like sonically or or whatever the case may be. I don't care about none of that. Right. You know, but but like the attacks on on your character. Like on my character and questioning, like doing things like questioning my salvation. Like, yeah, who are you? Like, all right, so so God said himself that he looks on the heart and man doesn't, but you're telling me that you can look in my heart and tell me what I meant to do or or what I what I was trying to say and my intentions behind it. You sound stupid. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're making yourself sound stupid. And and not only that, but you're influencing other people who might not have the same level of intellect or or you know the same they, they might not be so well versed and they may, may be a little bit more easily swayed. And you got them thinking things about me that are just totally untrue and it's ridiculous. So, yeah. you know, I think that you just have to separate, you know, the, the two slow to speak. That's why the word says be slow to speak because half of the time you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So just think, sit back, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and breathe. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of feel that sentiment. It reminds me of a movie, uh, Talladega Nights where he kept on saying, you know, with all due respect, and then he'll say something that was just crazy. <laughs> and like, right. listen, like on these on these blog sites, you know what I've been seeing lately is they'll say something like, you know what, they'll, they'll diss the album or, or diss somebody's project, and then say, but you know, to to God be all the glory, as if that makes what you just said <laughs> makes it okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, like it's all right you now. Saying to bash right. you, I'm gonna bash you, but to God be the glory anyway. Or they'll hit you with, you know what, 
I skimmed through the project and I, and it's not a lot of theology in this. So he, he's probably not theologically sound. You know what I mean? Um, I've, I've been seeing those kind of things a lot as well. I, I even, I mean, listen, I even seen a, a comment today that said, um, I haven't heard the album yet, but I don't like it so far. And somebody wow. commented as well, like about how they don't like the album either, but haven't even heard the album yet. You know? Yeah. So it's, it, it's just amazing how, how this thing, you know, happens. And I know me personally, like, I've learned to have thick skin throughout this because I've been doing it for for a little while, and we probably all have thicker skin now that we've been doing it for a while. Yeah. But man, like people don't understand. Like you put your your heart and your soul into this. This is your ministry, your gift to God, and they just bash it. <laughs> I'm glad I played devil's advocate. Man, that was good. Um, <laughs> whatever, Doc. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. this. I no. I, I think this is really interesting because um, for. A non, we'll say a non-Christian hip hop artist. Even though, as Armand and I have discussed in the show, I hate calling someone a Christian hip hop artist. I feel like that's just, I feel like I'm putting people in a box. But for a quote-unquote non-Christian hip hop artist, they already have this public persona that fans sort of, you know, for a lot of people, they're not just downloading your music or buying your CD. Like they're buying into that personality. But I feel like for you know, for Christian hip hop artists, it's it's like what y'all are saying that there's this whole other level. I've seen reviews online for a Christian hip hop album where they'll they'll actually say, well, you know, the music was, eh, and I didn't really like how the guy rapped, and I didn't really like anything, but it was a great message, so I love the album. And I'm like, wait, what? Do you like the music, or do you li- like, you know, uh, <laughs> there there seems to be this weird sort of, um, I'd say a split. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's a fifty fifty. I don't know how it goes, but it seems like there are really two fantastically different ways that quote-unquote christian hip-hop fans approach music is, is that a fair thing to say yes okay Most yeah definitely. Yeah. I, yeah they it's 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 skewed a lot of cats get to jesus pass like as long as you're talking about jesus it don't matter how garbage that it sounds like you know we're gonna we're gonna back it and we're gonna support it just because you know your your your, your message is positive and, you know, I, I mean, I don't I don't have any problem with saying, yeah, your message is positive, but that doesn't mean that you make good music. I mean, I, I think that they're, they're two different things. But I think in in for Christians or, or people who do music that have that is Christ influenced, you know, let's just put it like that. I think a lot of them, you know, get the get the pass. And, and, and you know, personally, I would just rather you call a spade a spade. Like music is either good or it's not. You know what I mean? Like let's let's talk about subject subject matter aside. You know what I mean? There's there's some stuff. If you're just talking about like instrumental jazz, some stuff is like a masterpiece, and it's pleasing to your ears when you listen to it. And if you've got like you know a one and a half year old with you know a tambourine, a 1989 original Casio, and you know some spoons and some and some pots and pans, it's not gonna sound as good. And you can't just say, oh, well, you know, they're making music from their heart. It's better than this stuff because their heart is, it's just ridiculous. Like, why do we do, I don't even know where that comes from, <laughs> like what the basis for that is, but it, it happens all the time. I think it comes from, you know, when I first got into Christian hip hop, I really felt like I was selling myself short just because I wanted to listen to something to glorify God. So I kind of like made excuses for a lot of stuff, like the album would be 15 tracks the best song is like decent at best, but I'll constantly play that song until I like it. And I think the problem is, is we're bringing old ideas into new territory because nowadays, you know, I think, um, I think me and Dre talked about it 
um, where 2012 was one of, if not the best year for Christian hip hop musically, where there was just a lot of dope stuff that came out. And even this year, all three of y'all albums are going to be on a lot of people's top tens. Easy. So, but people are so used to giving people passes because they're so used to getting mediocre music that glorifies God and they have to kind of pick and choose that, oh, so you mean to tell me that you can actually rap and glorify God and make music and it can all be good? Who'd have thunk it? So I just think that there has to be a mind shift with all this new dope creative music that's coming out as Christian hip hop begins to turn a curve and as Doc says, and, um, you know, Dre has a really dope theory on it as Christian hip hop even just begins to shed its skin and and um, disappear where it's just hip hop with a Christ centered message. Um, I just I, I think that in the future, we're going to see more and more of that. And people are either going to have to get on board or they just going to have to stay listening to, you know, Christian hip hop remixes of, of, you know, pray with me, you know, God's got it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know what I'm saying, Magna Christian Holy God or something. So Wow. God bless him. <laughs> what do y'all what do y'all say to, to somebody like that who is who is making those Christian hip or I'll ask a better question. I'll ask a better question. I'll ask a better question. Oh throw my money, I sold my money. don't bite don't bite don't bite that okay so well then i'll just i'll just ask that like what are y'all's thoughts on the the christian hip-hop remixes for jesus where the guys will dis and i'll go ahead and put it out on blast i'm not talking about a bizzle who will take somebody's beat and then you know talk about the arsenal i'm not talking about that at all i'm talking about the person who will take you know a Kendrick Lamar beat swimming pools and then like Trent and then make it a song about baptisms. <laughs> yeah. oh, that, there was a group out here. There was a group out here and, and I'm not going to say their name out of there now, but when I first got into, when I first came to Oklahoma and got into, you know, or not when I first, like three years after was when I first got into the Christian scene or whatever. There was a group here that that that's that was their bread and butter, like and they pressed up CDs and sold these joints. Like the first joint they did was in the club and it was out the club, and it was the exact. <laughs> the, and, and bro, the the leader of the group could basically impersonate anybody, so it would not only be a Christian version of it, he would do his voice to where he sounds. Exact. You know how game does that a little bit, but he <laughs> yep, would go, yep. he would go to the max to where you uh, he was so good. I mean, he was talented <laughs> that you could actually close your eyes and think that Snoop got saved or like because they had to join um, uh, stop it like it's not or something like that. You know, when they drop oh. it like it's hot, <laughs> like. And dog, I kid you not, like these joints were being played. It was a local station that we had. These joints were being played every week, and you know the the youth groups and all this—they ate them joints up. Like that was just—they didn't know the original song, though. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, so I have, you know, I, I hate it. Like I mean, yeah. I, I totally, yeah. I, I hate I it. Like you know, it's not even an art form to me. It's just uh-huh. it's it was a business move, especially pressing it up and selling it. It's just mm-hmm. even if you're not, it's still just a business move. You know what I'm saying? 
That, I mean, well, I don't think you, how can you how can you do a a Christian cover of a secular song? That's that's how I look at it. It's like doing a spoof song. You might as well yeah. be Weird Al Yankovic at the end of the day. You know I, what I mean? I was gonna compare it to like Kids Bop, right? Where like you remake. <laughs> <laughs> Where they remake popular songs and make them friendly for kids, like that's kind of what that feels like. Oh, and, and these were and crazy enough. These these guys use that as their past, the parody uh, clause or whatever. Like that's how they they got away with selling or saying they got away with selling this stuff was right. that they were a parody group. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So yeah, like two 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 things. Like one, Dre, we got to talk offline because I need to know who they are so I can listen to it. <laughs> You can't um, laugh at that. I know he Oh, bro. Yeah, man. God, I, I, you know, God has to love to laugh because I love to laugh. He told me I'm made in his image. So he was probably laughing when he heard it, too. So that's number one. And secondly, I just think it's corny. Like, it's the ultimate. I, I think it's different by I think it's different uh, taking a beat and making it your own and doing the song to it. If you want to take a beat and you want to rip over that, you want to spit over that beat. I don't have no problem with that. But to just totally mock and mimic and just you know remake the exact same thing and just throw jesus in it is just flat out corny like there's no way around that y'all you just have to stop it and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings i'm just trying to be real like what do you think when people in the world hear that what do you think they think i mean like just just keep it all the way real with me like doc (laughs) i know our mind sends you i get texts I got a couple texts from Armand. Right, right. So, so you know, I know you get these texts. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't Twitter anymore because the last time I put the song on Twitter, come to find out the dude follows me. Oh, and you know, I felt, I felt really bad, and I, yeah. So, yes, condemnation. But like when you hear that stuff, (laughs) when you hear that stuff, Doc. I mean, you can't. I mean, you laugh. That's your first instant. It just has to be. I know it is for me. It's corny. It's just flat out corny, and it should just stop, in my opinion. But who am I? But I think it should stop. It's corny. Uh, you- oh, stop! <laughs> stop it, man! Don't, don't. Oh, wow. oh man, we have derailed completely here. Um, uh, what, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did before you answer, Doc? What did they flip Love Lockdown into? Who are you talking to me? Oh, you heard that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what he was laughing at. We heard, I heard some like, Jesus, I'm in love with you, and yeah, yeah this, is, this is one of they new. Well, he, I mean, they dis, dismembered in, in the lead of the group, just took it over by himself. So <laughs> he couldn't let it, it, it had to live on. He couldn't let yeah, it so they, you know, they've like been, they've been going, they've been going since like 04, as soon as in the club dropped, and you know, Man. this is 2010, obviously. so I I never even heard this one. Like I just tried to find some on, online, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even listen to it, dog. Like, oh man. So yeah, doc, like, what do you, you know, what do you? I I really need to send you more, doc. I really don't send you as much as I should. But the ones that you've heard, like, what do you, what do you think? It. So on the, <laughs> on the one hand, it's sort of an extension of you know. So last year, I think was last year the first time that that we started that we reviewed any uh, Christian hip hop albums on the show, Armand. Yeah, the first one that we did was Church Clothes. Yep. All right. So what I, I believe my opinion at that my belief, my opinion at the time was basically that you know what I would really love to see if Christian hip hop 
is really serious about, you know, being more than just a subgenre that's sort of put off on the side, then it to me it had to move beyond just taking what sounds what what whatever you know what's popular on the radio. Now let me rap on it with with a good Christian message and actually creating a unique sound. You got to be that next thing. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. And so. To me, like on one hand, like the 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 rapping for Jesus remakes, like those are, it, it's sort of an extension of that, right? Where it's like, you know, instead of just doing a freestyle, because lots of rappers, you know, they throw their struggle bars on on whatever's hot, and they throw it up on on wherever, <laughs> and the you know, in this case, they're not just throwing struggle bars, but they're remaking it, right? It, it to me, it's sort of an extension of that. It's like honestly, I'd rather you just be original. Go do your own thing. Go try to lead. Right? That's how I look at it. So it's corny, right? <laughs> yeah. Just to specify. Cambino's like, yeah, that's cool and all, Doc, but is, is it corny? Yeah, it's, it's corny, though, right? Like, it's corny. <laughs> I, I really just like it when people are original. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so... All that being that's said, it. though, I'm still trying to pressure Armand to to record something over Versace just for the for the humor Yo, of it all. I'm telling you, what happened was I actually tried to write to it this weekend, and <laughs> all of the humor just floated out of my pen, and I wrote a real <laughs> verse, and I was like, "Nah, I can't do it." So I'm just gonna do "Pray with Me." You know, guys got it. I'm just gonna do that because I got oh, that already man. in my already in my head. I'm surprised I didn't see that one already, but it's crazy. So, what is what is the 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 best piece of advice that you all have learned um being in in Christian hip hop like recently I'll say because I think you know I think all three y'all would agree all three of y'all have been doing this for a while but before I before I ask this question would you say that within the last few years that things have kind of changed yes yeah yeah, yeah it has a lot Okay, so since things have changed, like, what's one thing that you guys have, like, learned to kind of adjust your ministry and adjust your craft to make make you better and to make what you do better, if that makes sense? Well, I think for, for me personally, this is me personally speaking, there are so many new Christian rappers coming out every week. So it's it's, it's like a matter of continuing to... Do what you, do what you know that you do. You know, stay stay in your lane. Do what you do best, but also just stay consistent with it. I, I I think the biggest lesson for me has always been consistency, and consistency never changes. No matter how much the game changes, or how many artists come out, or how many new sites pop up, consistency is always important. So so that's one thing I try to really stress and I continue to tell myself is to stay consistent. Because even you know, it, it's in terms of burnout, it's it's easy to get burned out. But I feel like you only get burned out when you're when you're not doing genuine stuff or genuine music that's genuine to you. So for me, it's consistency and then just being genuine. Smash on these crabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go. So, yeah, we gotta talk about that. So yeah, I, I I I think that that was that was great advice, and I would just I would just add like what I've learned um, more recently than than ever is just to stay true to stay true to yourself. And, and and how God made you like don't conform to what people say you should be or you should sound like or you should do. And instead, 
follow how God is leading you to move because like some of the, you know, probably the most controversial record from reach um, was, was my joint real life. And that That's is the so joint awesome. that, that to this man, listen, I, I, yeah. Cause you know, it was like, man, you said that you really said that you went through that kind of stuff and you were thinking about what there was a possibility for infidelity. Like that crossed your mind as a Christian. Like Jesus didn't take all of that away. And I'm like, y'all are just ridiculous with it. But <laughs> so like when I did that record, like the, the, that's the record that gets it. It's, it's sold the most. It gets the most, uh, comp- compliments, comments, um, and, and it has had probably the greatest effect of any song that I did on my last album. And the, the thing that I keep hearing is it was you were so transparent and you were so real and I could relate with that. Like, why aren't people you know, why is everything always good and happy and I always succeed in killing my flesh every time on all this mm. music that I hear instead of, you know what, I actually have to battle with that. You know what I right. mean? And like sometimes right. I actually lose a battle like who like. Who who wants to <laughs> we as Christians sometimes and I don't want to get too far away from the music, but I really feel like sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect or to make ourselves look perfect that we mm-hmm. defeat the purpose. And the whole purpose is to be able to show people that we are imperfect, but we're still loved by a perfect God. And mm-hmm. it's because he's perfect that we need him because we could never keep the law by ourselves. That's the reason mm-hmm. that Jesus came to fulfill it. Like we can't. But when we constantly put on the face like we're good all the time and everything is hunky dory, like that's it's unrealistic and it's doing a disservice, one, to what Christ did on the cross. And then two, to all these people who look at us and say, man, I could never be that perfect. Or, you know, I tried Jesus. I, you know, I gave him my heart and I really wanted to do it, but I'm still kind of tripping. It must not have worked. You know what I'm saying? So mm, yeah. like for me, I, I say like, you know, just to be authentic and not be scared to, to, to be you, the you that God created you to be instead of trying to be somebody else and fit somebody else's mold. That's, that's what I would say. Hmm. Good. Dre? For me, man, I, I would, only thing I would say, and this is, you know, I've learned this recently more times um, than not, that you have to be a business. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, and you have to be about your business. Like, we, you know, we're Christians and we, we have a certain message and, and we, we're trying to, you know, project a certain message and communicate uh, something to the culture. But at the same time, like, I feel like all the hoopla and the hype that surrounds, I'll just say, like, we, we as Christian, the Christian fan, we make such a big deal over something so small that a lot of times, you know, if you're not careful, um, you know, I, I even expected this and I kind of, you know, been, been doing it for so long. So, you know, but you still, it's still tempting for you even. So I, I can only imagine a younger artist that's just getting into it. We make such a big deal about things that are so small as far as like artistically or whether it be the charts or what have you that the artist can get caught up in that and just totally forget about the grind and just and then lose focus. And then you look up one day and then when you realize that it's all just really just smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. and Man. the hoopla is not real, 
and you look up and it's like, dang, like I'm speaking about me personally. You look up and like, dang, like I may have an album that's charting right now, but when is the last time I did a show by myself? Right. Like when is the last time I've actually been out and about like instead of being on Twitter basking in all the so-called glory? Like, am I working? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the Internet has has contributed to that to where we feel like because I came up in an era where it was like hand to hand, you know, in combat. I mean, you out if you're not in somebody's face, they're not going to know about you. Yeah. So the Internet makes things seem so freaking huge. And you automatically think that, you know, I knew the reality of it. Like, I'm just using my my experience, for example, this this past week, you got Jay-Z dropping the same day as me as Cam, me and Cam. And like, you got Kanye to drop before that. Wow, you got all these mainstream artists. So to even get close to that in, in the, in the you know, the consumer's eyes, they like, dang, like you doing it. You right. know what I'm but that's, that's not the case. Like, but if you, if you buy into that and you, you don't get out and do the real work that you're supposed to do, you know what I'm saying? You, you'll find yourself in a bad, in a bad place at the end of the day and you'll find yourself being bitter and just in a, in a horrible spot. So that's my, that's my advice and my encouragement to everybody. I mean, we got to keep our head down and the reality that, you know, you gotta, you gotta hold on to that and not get caught up in, in the hoopla. Cause our fans, whether it be good or whether it be bad, they're two different extremes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you reach number one on iTunes, whether it be for a day, they make it seem like you went platinum. And if yeah. you if you you know if if you slip up and say the wrong thing in a song, they make you feel like you you know the worst person on the planet. So it's right. two different right. extremes. So never get too high, never get too low. You know, just always keep a level head and keep your head down and work. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um. Somebody asked the question about camaraderie within the genre amongst the artists. I don't think we talk a lot about like, do cats really get along? Are cats like really friends? You know, when you hear when you hear people on a record where it's like, you know, you you know the thing about Christian hip hop where people just love to do collab like fantasy drafts, where it's like, yo, Yava should do a Yava should do a song with. Uh, with Lecrae, Bizzle, and like they do a whole starting five. Like, what would y'all what would y'all say about actually the camaraderie in the in the culture? An honest perspective from the inside, quote unquote, um, about the camaraderie and how people are and how artists are within Christian hip hop. Man, I it's it's for, for me personally, um. I believe that there is camaraderie, but I don't believe that, that means you got to get on tracks together. Um, yes. And I feel like I'm, I'm gonna speak from from my perspective. Even me and Swoop, like me and Swoop, been friends for for years. We've been homies forever, and we and we talk, you know, twice, three times a week almost. But we might only have two songs we've actually sat down and said we're gonna do together in that in that mm-hmm. span of those years. Not because you know we don't like each other's music but just because it's 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 camaraderie is different than jumping on songs together and collabing so and then there's other artists who talk to me all the time you know what i'm saying uh maybe on the phone but won't talk to me in public for whatever reason um, via twitter or something like that oh my god which is 
which is weird to me. Um, I, I don't really get it. It's the worst. It's the worst. But for, for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, I may see these guys in the airport, and they hold super long conversations, but yeah, won't, won't, won't tweet me or won't. You know what I mean? It's really crazy. So yeah. the, the camaraderie, I, I feel like throughout the years, it's kind of this. It's, it's, I realize it's really. It is political. You know, I mean, we, we can't lie and say it's not political. But it's only political if, if you allow yourself to get involved in the politics. You know what I mean? And, and allow yourself to get uh, upset about it. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't worry about it. I've learned to kind of tune it out and just continue to move forward. Kind of like what Dre said. Just keep my head down and work. Yeah, um, I just don't think you can. I think that's good. I just don't think you can allow yourself to get caught up in that because if you do. You'll just be frustrated a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I I, I work with whoever whoever I work with. You know, you reach out. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's do something. You know, that's that's fine. And if you don't, you know what I'm saying? That's fine too. Um, you know, like you said, there's there's a lot of it's it's political a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? It's it's who you know, um, what circles what circles you're in. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, I, I, I can have I can have a lot of artists who tell me how much they enjoy my music, how much they respect it, um, you know, how 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 dope it is, you know, whatever. Um, but that that doesn't necessarily mean that I, I do or for somebody to reach out and say, all right, well, I want you to be on my project. Um, you know, and if you start expecting that and you start, you know, getting into it like, yeah, well, he thinks I'm dope. You know, what I'm saying we automatically should work together. You're going to get let down a lot of times because even as, a, you know, uh, you, Especially if you're thinking like, well, we're Christians and we're all supposed to be, you know, preaching Christ and sharing the gospel and, you know, whatever the, the mission is. Like, so it, sh- we, it should be nothing for us to work together. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes schedules just don't work out. Sometimes maybe they don't. Maybe we haven't found the right beat or the right concept that we think, you know, somebody would fit on or, you know, whatever. And sometimes maybe somebody just doesn't want to be on a song because I don't know, maybe they think they're going to get chewed. And nobody wants to get chewed on a song, whatever the case may be. And, and please don't, please, please don't act like y'all know. Please don't act like I'm just, you know, blowing smoke or trying to. It happens. No, you know what I'm saying. And I, and I, yeah. and I, and I'm, I'm gonna talk about it because that's just who I am. I'm free. If you didn't know, independence, go copy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it happens. So you just gotta kind of like keep your head down, like like he said, man. Keep your head down and just and just keep working. I think you know there's there's a mutual respect sometimes. Um, and then, but there is the business side and the political side of things. And you just got to understand like all these artists that want to get into it. It's not what you think it is like, no. you know, flat out. If it, if it wasn't, if it, if God didn't have me here, I wouldn't be here. Trust and believe me. I'd have dropped this thing a long time ago because yeah. I made, I made way more money in corporate America than I'm making right now. Trust me. Free. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would I would have done it. It's like it's obedience has got me here. So for everybody who's fighting and clawing and scratching to, you know, have their song up on Rapzilla in the South, just thinking like, you know, once I get there, I'm going to make it. And it's really going like, man, you really just got to kind of sit back and examine yourself and just really ask yourself, is this what God wants me to do? Mm. And if it's not, I would su- just suggest you just don't do it because it's just not what you think it is. Like you said, a lot of smoke and mirrors. So, you know. Yeah, man. I I feel like like me and Wit used to call it closet closet fans. Like you know, <laughs> um, there were a lot of people that didn't mess with me at all, um, but were closet fans until Lecrae put 
uh, or hopped on our project first and then used the song on his church clothes. Like there were a lot of people that I heard from other people that were fans and listened to my music, but you know, you reach out and, or you see them in person, like y'all said, and they act like they don't even know who you are. It's happened to Whit before, you know what I'm saying? And now those same people, <laughs> uh, now those same people are hitting you up constantly. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, God just works that way, man. Like, you know, Whit wasn't getting all this attention at that, at that time, as far as a producer. And it just, it helped. It helped us. You know, we sharpened our craft during that time because we kept our head down. We worked. We worked. We worked. And then, you know, eventually those same people come back and they and they want to work with you. But um, it's it's extremely political, more so than it should be. And I've just learned. Like I had a dude call me a couple weeks ago, um, and he was like, he was about to uh, an artist that I'm friends with. He was about to quit. Like he's just. He was just, he asked me like, why do, like, why, why do I do all this stuff for people? And, you know, nobody wants to work with me. Nobody wants to do this. Nobody wants, you know, to help me out at all. And I was just like, dude, it's just, it's just a political game. And like, if you, if you can't do anything for anybody, they're, they're not going to hit you up. You know what I'm saying? There's some genuine dudes that like, I, you said you and, you and Swoop just talk and y'all don't even have to do a song together. Like there's some genuine dudes that are like that. But for the most yeah. part, man, if you can't do nothing for me, like, you know, once Hell's Paradise start, you know, getting downloads and people, it it became the let me get on a Hell's Paradise contest. Like everybody wanted on a particular track. And that's not to, you know, brag or boast like it was the, the most popular thing out, but it just goes to show you like the hard work, just putting your head down and working like that, that'll come back around. And those same people will be, you know, one wanting to uh to have that relationship. But it's sad, man. It's just our our genre, like you said, we we all supposed to be brothers and all that. Like it's not supposed to be like that, but it is. And on the flip side, I think we should we should also have the right to be able to say, you know, be honest and just say, like, I don't I don't like dude, like I don't vibe with <laughs> Yeah. 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 Cause it's a lot of it's a lot of corny dudes that oh. Yeah, buddy. God. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. I oh man, it's corny. But they may have friends that don't view them as corny. But my pers- from my perspective, it's just that we don't we don't click. Like I may mm-hmm. be corny to some dudes. Like that's cool. Right. But don't act like don't be. You know, don't don't try to build a relationship with me just because I have a certain you know level of popularity more than what you have. Right. If you feel that I'm corny, you know what I'm saying. Like right. that's what I don't. That's what I don't dig. Like. You know, if, if if you feel somebody's corny, you should be able to say it and, you know, not you can't have a relationship with everybody. Like I've had some of the most awkward conversations <laughs> since I've become, you know, since I signed with Collision, just meeting some of these dudes. It's like awkward, dog, like <laughs> silence and just uh, so how many kids you got? Like, dog, I don't I mean, man, it's, it's, it's bad, man. Like. Bro. We're not honest. We're not honest people at all, dude. Nah, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Do you think? And you know, Cam Cam addressed it on his album. He's got a record called Crabs, where he talks about the crabs in the barrel mentality. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> like, how does does that like what are y'all's like experiences with that permeating in 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 the culture? Like, 
how how big is the crab problem within the kingdom and more specifically in Christian hip hop? Yo, Doc, you're not talking, son. So I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm going right in. You got some quotables this week, man. We got yeah. crab problems. We got cankles. Um, but yeah, <laughs> everybody needs to speak on that. That's a good question. Crabs, crabs are running rampant, man. Crabs are running rampant. It's the it's the that's what it is, man. That's what that's what CHH has turned into. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got you got uh, it used to be three goals, right? It used to be the South, Rapzilla, and Lecrae, or Reach. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, the South has kind of died off. And now it's just Rapzilla or Reach, which they're kind of one and the same now, to where if if you can get to those, you've reached some sort of imaginary fantasy goal. And it's like the first person to that wins the game. I don't know what kind of game right. it is, but you just climb on whoever you can to get to that goal. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what it's turned into. Like Lecrae has become, you know, my album's called Gold Rush, came out 7913, go cop that. But he's become the, <laughs> the biggest, he's become like the biggest pot of gold yeah. in, in yeah. our genre. You know what I'm saying? It's like you get, you get to him. It's like you've made it. You won the game. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, Drake, Dre's making some really valid points, man. Like in terms of, it's more so about what you can do for somebody else. Um, from from my, speaking from personal experience, like when I had signed to a particular label, um, when I began to submit certain songs to the label, and and they would send them around to certain artists, as, as opposed to me being able to try to keep those songs for my album, they were trying to put them on their personal albums. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these are artists that that really wasn't rocking with me at first, and that I like I said, I met in person and didn't speak to me. But then when they found out that I had maybe some production or or, or, or some uh, some some hooks or something that they could probably use for their albums, then it was like all love. So, I mean, a crab in a barrel mentality. I th- I think it's one of those things where somebody will use you for as much as they can use you for, and then move on to the next person that they can use. Mm-hmm. I, I I see that happening a whole lot in the genre. Yeah, and see, I I think that you know in part that comes from the fact that everybody has for so long been focused on this little imaginary genre Mm -hmm. called Christian hip hop or Christian rap, like this little subculture that's, you know, maybe it exists, but it's so minuscule. It's so small that everybody thinks, all right, you know, there's only, all right. So a hundred thousand, you know, people or 200,000 people bought Lecrae's album. And since he's selling like nobody else, that's the fan base period that's the whole pot so i gotta i gotta try to scramble to get my piece of this little pie and it's like do y'all understand that there's other people who are going platinum still like there are other people outside of this little box that listen to music and if you can make music that appeals to some of them and stop being so corny and be a little bit more real and transparent or just be better at your art then you don't have to worry about like fighting over these 100 200 fans or whatever there is like there's there's and that's the thing like when you become comfortable and know like all right whatever god wants me to do i'm gonna do and say all right i'm just gonna make the music that i'm supposed to make or you know not make music if i'm not supposed to make it and just focus on being you then you're gonna reach whatever whoever you're supposed to reach it's like but there's such a big it's the world is so much bigger than just rapzilla Love Rapzilla, you know, they're, they're, they're creating a platform for what we do, all of that. That's cool. The world is so much bigger than Reach. Like, you know, Lecrae has now gotten to the point where he's now 
the small fish in the ocean. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he, we're people are looking at him still. Like he's the one who has attained it all, and he's looking around like, man, I got so much more work to do. And just that realism and and that that growth, you can hear it in his music. You can see it in his approach. And that's why a lot of people are pissed off at him because they're like, what happened? And he's like, man, I, my eyes are open. I grew. Mm-hmm. And I see it's a lot more to this than just this little subculture that, you know, we that we focus on. So, yeah, that crab in a barrel mentality, you know, crab, you listen to it like because it's real. And, and, and you just got to stop that. Like at some point, you just got to be like, man, I'm a, I, you got to get up off me at the end of the day. And I, I'm going to shake you. I'm not going to be held in your box. I'm not going to be held to your standards. I'm going to do what I need to do and just focus on the mission that's at hand. And I could care less what y'all think about it or I got to say about it and just and just keep it moving. But it's it's sad that it exists. But, you know, when you really kind of look at it and, and see it for what it really is, you'll find a way to get out. You just got to make them get off of you sometimes. No, you just killed it. Yeah, straight up. Killed like I never I had never really thought about the whole how many records look cray is sold and that's the extent of our bucket. Like I never the ceiling. Like, simple, like that's it. Yeah, as as simple <laughs> as it is, like you never that just like confirmed so much in me and, and what I wanna do and yeah, that's crazy. Cause I mean it I mean everybody is going for that. And mm-hmm. there is, there's only, I mean, we only have in that little genre, a hundred to 200,000 people. And that's nothing. Right. It's like, nothing. It's, nothing. <laughs> it's a small, it's a small town. It's a small town yeah. <laughs> and, in a and, world. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I went to, I went to Disney world two weeks ago with my family. And I can remember like, I had to repent. Cause I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was straight up. Like straight up, I was laughing too when I was there because I was like, "This is what you get, stupid." Like I was walking <laughs> around that joint, like, "Yeah, somebody gonna recognize me up in this joint." <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot, like when we first got there, we was there for a week, right? And you know, you start feeling your I ain't gonna front, like you start feeling yourself because I mean, I've been out and about uh, around here, or you do, you know, you doing shows and everybody know you, yeah. but now you back to reality, and it's like you just on a vacation. I haven't taken one of them in a while, so. No security. Disney World is the world. Like it's people <laughs> right. that don't speak any English there. Like, and it's just every you know everybody. So I walk in, you know, we there for seven days. Every single day, I'm like, okay, today's the day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run into somebody. My wife, gonna, my wife gonna think I'm so important. Just watch this, watch this. <laughs> Nothing, dog. Like God talking to me the whole time. Like <clears throat> idiot. Like what are you? <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> nobody knows you, Dre. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like nobody knows you, and so I was just hoping for one person, but nobody knew me. And 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 we've done shows in Orlando. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. we haven't even touched the uh, the smallest. Nah. You know, we haven't even begin to touch what we what we can, and it's because of that mentality. And until we break out of that, you know, it's gonna be a reoccurring thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, it's gonna be the cap is gonna be a hundred to two hundred thousand, and we're gonna complain and bicker amongst each other. And because Lecrae has happened before, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I've yeah. been around. You know, even when I was, you know, in the world, my brother used to throw me Christian hip hop. But when I actually got into it, you got cats like, you know, Grits. You know, my mm-hmm. homie. Uh, you know, KJ is so mad. Units. You got. Um, 
you know, gospel gangsters, they did 125,000. I mean, and they got flat, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got dudes that have actually done that before. Grits hosted, you know, Rap City before. Like, this is nothing new. So it's like, what do we do that's different now? And I feel like, you know, Lecrae is is stepping into that. He's taking it further than anybody ever has. But we have to, we have to get out of the mentality. We're going to, we're going to, you know, ten years from now it's gonna be another Lecrae. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be the same thing over again. Yeah. So, yo, Doc, say yeah. something, dog. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about this. I mean, it, it almost reminds me of the effect when you have a uh, when you have a city or a region that has historically been underappreciated by, you know, I don't want to say hip hop, but really just like the main, like just the media, and they discover like one artist, and it takes that one artist to break through. And what you hope happens is like after the breakthrough, then you get like a floodgate and you and they transcend and they go bigger than that first artist ever did. That's what you yeah. want to happen, right? What you don't yeah. want to happen, and Armand's gonna hate me because I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick on St. Louis. No, is no, like, absolutely great, great. Like, I was thinking of Houston, but St. Louis is a better. Like for St. Louis, nah, like say like Houston. I'll say what's 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 going on here? Because <laughs> you had you had what you had Slim Thug, you had Flip, you had Mike Jones, but then after that you had like Aztec. And <laughs> you had Starface, you had the Ghetto Boys. I'm yeah. no, come on, come on, don't, come on, don't do that. Right. I'm talking about <laughs> in the mid 2000s. Don't use the classic. You know what I'm saying? It was straight to the classic. Mid 2000s. Okay, I got you. Uh, mid 2000s. Mid 2000s. That's yeah. No, I think St. Louis is a great but example, right? Because you know, example. like Nelly broke big, right? He, yeah. I mean, he sold millions and millions of records. And what you got afterwards, Chingy. exactly, was dudes <laughs> chasing. That same exact sound. It didn't Stay broaden, cool. right? You yo, yeah, exactly. Yo, yo, hey, hey, hood hop was crazy. <laughs> hood hop was a joint. Yeah, track, tra- track boys had some drums, but I mean, like, it, it. That that's that's a to me that's not. I mean, look, those dudes had success, and you know, much respect to them. But like, they never really broke bigger than that. Whereas, think about some, think about a place like Chicago, right? Which had a couple artists sort of slowly break big, but then they eventually had artists that, like, you know, yeah. uh, first it was, you know, he had, like, Do or Die, Twista, you had people even yeah. before that, and then eventually you get people like Common, and then you get Kanye, yeah. and you get Lupe, you get even bigger and bigger artists, right? So what, what you know, I guess the hope is that, you know, what Lecrae's doing right now is that eventually people don't just see it as, well, I'm going to fight for, I got to go after Lecrae to fight for what he's got, but instead... Let him sort of let him let him push the boundaries and then be like, okay, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna leapfrog that now. I'm gonna go off and do this. And you just need to keep you gotta you gotta like have a whole spectrum instead of just saying, all right, Lecrae did this. That's the audience we got. So I need to be Lecrae 2.0. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is we're even even us on a call right now. We're all different artists that have different uh, audiences. We have some of the same audience. But at the same time, we're different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we all have a, we use our experiences to communicate in our music. So I feel like that's what allows us to run in our own lane. Whereas you got to reach or you got, you know, everybody's trying to do what reach is doing. So it's a million little reach records or a million little reach artists running around instead of individual. You know what I'm saying? Somebody moving? Yeah, I was gonna say I have no idea what's going on right now. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
That's my that was, that was stupid. Answer the question, so I guess. <laughs> Doc, you got any other questions, man? Because I could I could go on for another like two hours. Like I got mad questions. Um, no, I think you know, I think we covered it, at least from my perspective. Um Doc is bored. No, nah, I'm not bored <laughs> at all. I mean Doc over there tweeting or something. That's when he's like <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Um, no, you know, I, I would agree. I would say that, you know, I, I obviously, you know, I did my homework for the show and I listened to all three projects. And w- I would say what I'm really encouraged by is exactly what you just said, which is that we are seeing a whole, like, there's just all these different lanes for people right now, you know, and I don't know what to credit that towards. I don't know if it's, you know, the, the Christian hip hop fan base is becoming more sort of accepting of different sounds. I don't know if it's just because, you know, people are, are more aggressive in getting their music out. I don't know what it is, but I I like the fact that there's a lot of different there's a lot of different variety in that I really, you know, granted I've only been listening to these Christian hip hop projects for a year or two, but I can tell that people are trying, you know, different new things. Right. So I'm glad that people have their own lanes. Like, you know, what Armand and I, well, what Armand did with Kairos and what I helped with, like, that's Armand's lane. Like, you listen to that, you know that's Armand. Like, I, you know, only thing I ever heard from Cambino before this album was his joint on Armand's record. But, like, I listened to Cambino's album, I, and obviously on the Skype call, like, I knew, I knew Cambino at this point. So, you know, I, I would just say that without getting, like, super specific is that I think that the all, really all four of y'all in the conversation have the right way forward, which is that you know, even though it might open you up to, to, to people thinking what we talked about earlier, people thinking that they're like, that they know you and they start to judge you just by hearing a song. But like, I feel like the personal approach is the way forward for Christian hip hop, right? It makes it relatable instead of putting something on a pedestal, right? right? Yeah. It's, it's that, it's the personal story. It's like, it's your life. I think that's the way forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you heard all four projects, right? Yeah. Which which one was which one was? Yeah, I mean the the one that I produced. I'm no, just kidding. Um, there it is. Yeah, you can't you can't do that, man. Um, don't do that, Doc. You know what? I'll say this. Um, I on a producer level, I identify heavily with Wit Sound, so I, I really appreciate. I thought you didn't like Wit Sound. Who like, said that? Will was about to do a drive-by, dog. I'm yeah. Just looking, oh. <laughs> like, he was very upset for a minute. He don't like you, man. He yeah, I mean, he was probably mad because I had, you know, I, we were he waiting wants- on we were waiting on the mix for the album, so I put a mix together. He probably heard it, hated it. Nah, Will Wh- has no idea who nah, it the, the, um, <laughs> nah, nah, he was Nah, when you was talking about... Um, uh, he want to shoot the five real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. He hit yo. He hit my phone after that after the church. Cl- yo, I had mad people hit my phone after the church closed episode. Yo, like we ruffled some feathers, Doc. Yeah, that's that's what y'all do. Ruffle feathers, man. Nah, we was about to ride, dog. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's so listen. Dude, I, we had Dizzle on the show like two months later, and he was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Yeah." Uh, and I think Doc was like, "Yeah," you know. If, I don't know if you heard the show, and Dizzle was like, "Yeah, I've heard. I've heard a couple episodes." <laughs> Because we, we talked about his verse on APB, like we weren't the biggest fans of it. And he was like, yeah, I, I heard a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> he invited me to lunch. He's like, next time you in the loo, dog, come to lunch. <laughs> and bring your boy with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a long drive out here to Connecticut. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, mean, the mean streets of Connecticut. No, um, 
Mean Street Posse. Mean Street Posse, that's right. So, so, so long story short, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like the production on Dre's project better, but you like the lyrics on my tr- <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, Armand and I fight about this all the time. Like, when I listen to a project, m- my first, like, pass or even two or three passes through, it's, it's production. Like, I can't, if the production isn't, like, hitting it with me, I can't even get into what the rapper's saying, and that drives Armand crazy. And then, right. and then for me, the next level is flow. Like I'm, I'm real nerdy and I get technical about it. Like I have to like how the person flows. And then eventually, and this is heartbreaking for y'all. Eventually, I pay attention to the lyrics. But, down you still didn't answer the question. I, I did not. Much, I'm not. In, I did not. I did not answer the question. No, to be honest, like I like Dre's project the best. I did. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, Dre Murray. The, the Lord Dre has smiled again. on you. Oh, right. Yeah, he, he smiled upon you. He 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 shunned you at Disney World, but he he smiled upon you on Clock Radio speakers. <laughs> right, right. Dre wins again. And you know what's crazy? Because today I, I've been you know I've been kind of peering into the uh, the iTunes charts, and I I cannot pass Dre up. I feel like his sales should be over because there's only 200 people in Christian rap that buy music anyway. Right, right. And I feel like why people still, why people still buying Gold Rush? Maybe when that was last week. I got my ass, dog. I did, like, I did like 37 to 40, dog, first week. Wow. That's a lot of records, man. That's crazy. Can, nah, buy, dog. Buy, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, yo, you did 40,000? What? Nah, I thought you did 37 40 records. I believe that. Uh-oh. Uh, 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 this, is, this is turning ugly real fast. <laughs> Nothing at all, I'm, I'm just happy that everybody on this Everybody on this call completely killed me on my own album. Like, I was gonna call you out on that when we were talking about it earlier. So, everybody, I, I need your help with this because Armand continues to insist that he's okay with people outshining him on a record. I don't I believe don't. him for a second. I tell you why, and I tweeted about it. I said that the art is more important than the paintbrush. So, what does that mean? It was, right, 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 right. Ah, ah, deep Twitter retweet. Uh huh. So, like, (laughs) the point, the point is that as long as everybody is on the same page, like, do you know how hard it was to seven or eight other rappers on one track on the same page with seven different samples? Like, P90X was hard to put together because it was all seven different styles. I had Doc flip the beat seven different ways. I was trying to get an eighth. God, Yav, I didn't know. I don't know if you knew this, but copyright was supposed to be on that. Oh, wow. Dope. Yeah. So that that would have been retarded. But to get all those people, all those different styles, and as I'm getting the verses, I made sure that I wrote my verse first so that I didn't do the LL like <laughs> on my arm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm cool with it because I really feel like the, the thing that was more important than me was Kairos, just making sure that that got across and every last person on the album all got somebody count i think i had like 17 guests or something like that like mad people on the album i got everybody on there but i'm cool because everybody shared some sort of version of what they um thought was kairos i'm cool with that i'm totally with that meanwhile i'm sitting there listening to these beats come in and i'm like nah 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 nah. i gotta do this better or in one case, I was like, "Nah, I'm just, I'm just gonna redo that song," because um, I, it was competitive for me. Um, like, I'll admit it. But um, do y'all, do y'all, do y'all, do y'all like do that? Is it, is it competitive? I was, who was I talking to about? 
is Christian. I was talking to somebody about is Christian hip hop competitive? Is Christian hip hop competitive? Yeah, heck yeah. It's Listen, me. I'm gonna it's tell you me. something. When the thing about Cam, like since I've been knowing Cam for so long, we've been building for so long. Just as in general, when we did, they should panic. The mixtape, I feel like it was like me versus Cam. Even though I'm, I, even though the product may not have sound like that. But, All day long. But whenever we had sessions, it's like, you know, already know Cam is going is to come with it. So I'm, I'm, I I got to kill Cam on this or I'm going to just lose on that song. So it, it's, <laughs> it's, so it's, so it's definitely it's definitely competitive. And, and I took my fair share of L's. And that's probably why me and Soup don't get on that many songs together. Because I know, like, I, I haven't heard a bad <laughs> verse from Soup yet. Yeah. And, and when he sent me his verse for Speak, I was upset yeah. because I felt like I felt like he set me up. Cause I, I, I've been giving Swoop like four months to write his verse. So I hit him up like one day, and and he said, you know what, I'm gonna write a verse about this. And then like 20 minutes later, he sent me a verse. So I feel like he really already wrote that verse, but was tricking me like he wrote it in 20 minutes. This verse is crazy on the album. You know what I mean? Right but, after the Christmas saw thing happened, he was like, yep, got yep, it. Yep, yep. And it's, yeah. it's it's competitive, man. It's it's a competitive art, man. And that's how it should be. That's what keeps the art form dope because you're supposed to compete with who you want to track with, in my opinion. Mm. nobody wants to get chewed on a track Mm-mm. christian non-christian if you're a rapper you do not want to you do not want to get chewed. you do not want to be the weak link on the song you just do not period yeah dre you're in a group so you're okay. constantly in a in a state of com- of competition right yeah i mean for for sure man i haven't written uh, this many verses ever in my life like and it's not the the crazy thing is it, it's not a oh man I heard that I gotta go re- write my verse is we all collectively are like yo dog you can do better than that you know what I'm saying like to all of us you know what I'm saying not just not just one person so I feel like the competition when when it's that happening and everybody can be humble about it and be like you know this is for the greater good of, of the purpose um, the competition, like the whole, you know, back to the crabs in the barrel mentality is we're really trying to, to better everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I feel the competition, but it's it's just pushing me to be a better artist, period. So I, I welcome it. You know what I'm saying? And then there's times, you know, outside of the group where I'll, I'll listen to, you know, whoever's project and it just forces me to maybe rewrite something or create a brand new song or what have you. So competition is definitely real, man. It's something that, uh, you got, I mean, I think it's up to the individual, how they take it. You know what I'm saying? Cause there's a lot of dudes that they'll get bitter. Um, if they get eight on their own song, you know what I'm saying? Cause the people around them are telling them they got eight and they don't want to hear that. And, you know, you got to be able to take that and, and, and know that, um, you just gotta, I mean, sharpen your craft. You gotta get better, man. You get, you can't let it get you down. You gotta let it push you to become better. So that's what I try to do. You know what I'm saying? I got eight a bunch of times this year. So, I mean, I'm in a group with Swoop, so I have no choice but to. Get <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you can't sleep. We can't sleep on. I can't sleep oh, on. Can't Alex, Chris, sleep Alex on. or Chris Gray. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I be sleep at the wheel at, you know, on any song. I had to be wide awake. You know, um, Yahweh was, it was a totally different verse and, you know, swooped them. They laughed at me. Oh, man. Oh, my <laughs> so a I, word? 
Yeah, it was like, I mean, we all got names for each other when we write a whack verse. So, like, my, my name is uh, Dre Murphy whenever I write. <laughs> so, so, they was like, that's that Murphy. And, oh, man. And so, I'm I'm at home sick, too. Like, this is like crunch time and a mixes process. So, I was like, you know, I'm a smash on these crap. So, I just picked it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, went all the way in. I was like, I'm not, I'm just going to kill everything. So sometimes it's like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just when you, we we do make fun of each other and we push each other to be better. So, you know, it's just all on and how you take it, you know? I really wish that I could like ask y'all a million and one questions, but I know we on crunch time, so we should probably end here. Uh, Doc, Doc, do you have anything? No, I, you know, I just want to uh, thank you all for being on the show. Um, this is the first time we've had this many people on. So I enjoy being on it. Um, so please make sure to tell everybody one last time when they can get y'all respective projects. Um, Cambino, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, you can get the uh, you can get Independence on iTunes, on Amazon, pretty much Google Play. You know, wherever you want to get it, um, it's available. Um, hard copies. You can go to the website www.iamcambino.com. Send a message. The store will actually be up soon. So hopefully by the time this podcast is actually aired, um, the store will be updated and you can just uh, get your hard copy from there. Or if you see me in the streets, I always got them on me. I'm slanging them through the mail. It's it's crazy. The government is helping me push weight. So it's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, anywhere, anywhere you can get it, you, any way you want to get it, I can get it to you. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Cambino79, Facebook Cambino, Instagram. I'm never on there, but if you just want to look at nothing, it's Cambino79 on there. <laughs> so. All right, and Dre? Uh, right now, you can just, it's exclusive on uh, on iTunes, Go Rush, maybe one day. Um, you can cop the, the digital iTunes after, in August, it'll be on. Um, you know, pretty much everywhere as far as digitally. And then the physical copy right now is available on uh, collision-records.com. And then any uh, any visuals or just if you want to know more information about the project, it's goldrushmod.com. Uh, and there's a lot of visuals and just the, the background of what we, uh, we're trying to communicate with the project. So, um, yeah, go cop that, like, right now if you listen to this. And last and, uh, but not least, <laughs> yeah, Favor Over Fury. This is Yavis. Uh, the project is on iTunes, Amazon, uh, Google Play, as well as uh, Xbox Live and a lot of other online retailers. Um, you can also go to favoroverfury.com and grab the hard copy and see a lot of the visuals and the actual album, um, you know, credits and that kind of stuff on favoroverfury.com. So iTunes.com or favoroverfury.com. Grab the project. Amon, you want to say anything? Nah, man. Uh, just thank you guys for being on the show. Um, really appreciate what y'all do in and outside the booth because I know all three of y'all personally. So just want to publicly acknowledge y'all that all three of y'all are good brothers and, you know, really appreciate what y'all do. So yeah. on that note, on that note, um, we'll see y'all next time whenever we decide to do another. Ep- oh, we're doing an R&B episode. So, yeah, until next time, same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs>